Good afternoon, Footstock Club listeners, and welcome to another Game Week preview podcast. This week we are on to Game Week 23. Seems to be flying around these days. As always, I'm joined by David. David, how was your Game Week 22? Was there any success? Yeah, I got a couple of tickets. I got a win in bronze, and um, I think, was it Tuesday? Slate was far better for me than the long one because I'm a Liverpool fan and as always if Liverpool do well I do well <laughs> Liverpool did not do well <laughs> no they didn't I mean for once in my life I stayed away from Spurs and finished fourth it's amazing though isn't it what happens when you avoid your own team you actually do well so uh, I think I'm certainly going to carry on that till this weekend which I'm hoping will well I'm hoping it doesn't work in my favour but at the same time footstock wise I'm sure it will Okay, we've got another full round of fixtures. We've got five games on the Saturday, five on the Sunday, and then one on the Monday before the midweek FA Cup fixtures. Early kickoff Saturday is a tie that should be a good watch and quite entertaining in Villa versus Arsenal. Obviously, Arsenal will be without Leno and Louise after their quite comical red cards at the weekend, to be honest. Um how do you see this one going as the early kickoff? Yeah, I, I guess it's going to be heavily owned. Um, and it's a bit of a weird slate, this one, really, that uh, the biggest favourites are really teams that I'm potentially not looking to play, um, which puts you in a bit of an awkward situation. Um, and even some of the form sides don't have necessarily great games. So this could be... It could drive a lot of the ownership into the first game with people just wanting to sort of get... Uh, you know, schools on the board, um, and it is a good chance, good game to choose from. You know, it could go either way. The bookies have it as a tight game. You know, most casual observers would say it's a tight game at the moment. Um, Villa have been looking good. So have Arsenal. Um, Arsenal, as you said, are going to be without two key players. Although I don't know whether Louis necessarily yeah. counts as a key. No, player, <laughs> he's probably one of their better defenders. And. Um, we don't know exactly who's going to start in goal. There is a chance that Matt Ryan starts in goal, but uh, you know we're going to know for this one anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But if not, it's going to be the one-star Rune Renerison. Sound like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> uh, and and if he starts, he might be popular in the in the goal, but he will most definitely be very very popular in the bronze. Yeah, um, I really like Villa for this fixture. I know they've. There's been a bit of talk about them dropping off because um, Smith has kind of, he's not rotated. He's basically played the same 11 bar one for pretty much every game week. It's, all, it's only that kind of right wing slot that's either been kind of El Ghazi or Trezeguet or Traore, but the rest is basically nailed on. So I, I see that as a really, really interesting game. I, I feel like I feel like Villa could, I don't know if it's my bias head, but I feel like Villa could could get something there. I think they'll definitely score. If that Renison is in goal, certainly the last time I watched him, I think it was it away at City, uh, home to City, I think, in the cup, wasn't it, where he literally dropped one in the net from Mares. Um he certainly doesn't fill me with much confidence. So I think that's a nice little a nice little tie there to kick off the weekend. Obviously, mm. lots of obvious options as such with Villa. Obviously, you don't really look past Grealish as it's kind of the obviously the number one, but there's a there's a few there that are interesting from my perspective. Um, I really like I really like Target at the minute. I think he's he turned in from a young, pretty bang average fullback at Southampton into actually someone that's really really good going forward. And um, 
obviously it looks like Bellerin's kind of been playing right back defensive tier and is back fit to see if maybe Cedric switches across or or not. But I don't rate Bellerin defensively at all. So I think that could be a bit of an avenue uh, to go down. But are you kind of leaning either way or are you, are you sitting firmly on the fence? Not really, but I'll, I will try and make a decision and go just one way. Um, yeah. Or one way in gold, one way in silver. I don't know yet, but... Yeah. It's always better to have sort of, you know, a firm stance on a game. Yep. It's, um, yeah, definitely, like you said, it's going to be highly owned. And uh, I actually think probably team news is something that may sway me either way. I hate going for Arsenal, to be honest. But, but um, you know, even Saka against nine men still impressed me. So, <laughs> just very, very difficult to not put him in lineups. Anyway, next Two games, which are both three o'clock kickoffs, which we will cover at the same time, purely as I don't think there's anything too uh, special in there. So we've got Burnley versus Brighton, Newcastle versus Southampton. So obviously Newcastle, Southampton are both on pretty dire form. Burnley and Brighton seem to be picking up form as such. I've actually been really, really impressed with Brighton recently. Um, Those two fixtures, what kind of stands out to you? Yeah, I completely agree. And the Newcastle-Southampton game, with all the injuries Southampton have got, and Newcastle looking rank recently, or sort of in the like the past month, but in the last two games, they have started to show a little bit more. And I, I personally feel that I will play them if St Maximum starts, and I had yeah. him in loads of lineups. Yeah. Bruce did us over, didn't he? Yeah, he, he hinted he was ready to start and he didn't start him. But he still came on and got eight points or something like that. So it's not the end of the world. But I'd, I I think uh, I fancy Newcastle in that game. Southampton are absolute. They're even more screwed than Liverpool injury. Yeah. At the moment. They're literally going to be putting out sort of youth team players in some positions. Um, so I favour Newcastle in that one. Or that's the direction I'm likely to go. Uh, Southampton, probably the only two pieces I would think about would be Ings, James Ward, Prowse, and perhaps McCarthy in goal. But I really don't feel like Newcastle shoots enough. No. Um, on the Burnley uh, Brighton side, Brighton are one of the form sides currently in the Premier League. I think they've won three or four on the spin now. And even before that, earlier in the season, they've been playing sort of quite attractive football. And, you know, it's a little bit like Sheffield United in the fact they aren't getting the results they want. Uh, but that's turned around and they've a lot of pieces in that team that can generate sort of decent floors. And if they score, which yeah, I don't know against Burnley, but the floor players like Solly March, uh, Pascal Gross, uh, it looks like Voltman might be back and he starts to put up some decent sort of base scores. Uh, Sanchez is still a two-star keeper, which is gold. Uh, on the Burnley side, I think you're looking really at uh, sort of the defensive options. Generally, they're pretty sound defensively. I mean, they only conceded two against Man City, who just look like they're going to score sort of five or six every game. Um, going forward is the problem for them. Dwight McNeil's back, and he definitely helps them. He looks a lot more lively. Um, a lot will depend whether I go with them. Actually, we're not going to know, are we? So, nope. yeah, I'll probably, well, probably just be going with defensive options on that side and maybe the old McNeil. Yeah, I really, really like Brighton actually recently. I've said with both, you know, they've beat both our teams recently. And yeah. even though obviously Liverpool and Spurs are massively underperforming, 
brand really short. I was actually really impressed. I'm not never going to pick him, but I was really impressed with Dan Burn at midweek. He kind of every goal kick it was Sanchez. They would you know boo it up to him, and he'd win everything. Um, he kind of assisted the goal that I'm still not sure who scored. It kind of hit both of them at the same time. Um, and then Trossard is another one that's really starting to impress me, actually. I think he's still only 23. He's, he's in the Belgium squad, um, certainly doesn't start, but I think he's made the odd appearance here and there. So I, like I said, if it wasn't Burnley, who just make life difficult for everyone, I would be really, really fancy and bright in there. But um, yeah, I absolutely agree on the Newcastle Southampton side. Southampton are just pretty much ravaged at the minute. So probably, to be fair, not particularly going to go with either of those fixtures too heavily, I don't think. So, Fulham, West Ham, Jesse Lingard, the return of Jesse Lingard. Who would have thought it? Two goals, Antonio, two assists, absolute unit. Um, Away at Fulham, on paper, David, looks like a fantastic fixture, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Fulham have started to play a bit better, but West Ham, aside from losing to Liverpool, who just seem to sort of play better against some teams, and I don't really know what's going on with Liverpool at the moment, but... But yeah, on paper, this is... And West Ham just looked like a sort of complete team. Sort of in the way that Aston Villa looked like that. They look like they've got a lot of players that are locked into certain positions and they look good in those positions. They're well-organised defensively and they offer enough going forward that they can definitely score goals. So I think we're looking at the usual suspects there. Sort of Antonio, I expect Bowen to be back in from the start. Uh, Cresswell and Sifal offer sort of decent production from defence. Um, Fabianski, yeah, Fulham potentially, you know, shoot a bit. Um, on the Fulham side, we've got a lot of sort of two-star options still. Um, Anguissa came off in midweek. I don't know whether he's injured or not. I haven't seen any sort of information about it or whether it was tactical, but I think uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek is starting to come good. I know it must have taken him a long time to sort of recover from sort of the injury that he had at the end of last or was it last season, the year before, but yeah. the whole of the last year he was sort of did nothing. And he slowly, over the last few games, started to put in more dribbles. He just looks like a unit going forward in that midfield. And, you know, he's potentially a play. And then, obviously, Lookman looks good. Robinson's back now after his red card, and he put in something like five dribbles or something like that. He just looks like a quality left uh, sort of wing-back. Um, so that, they have a few options. Uh, but definitely, I expect West Ham to win this, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's sort of a 2 0, 3 0 win. Yep, I'm absolutely on the same page there. And I tell you what, this is the week I'm not ignoring Suchek anymore. He's going in. That man <laughs> scores goals for fun. Even, not even just some set pieces anymore, it's from open play, which is, yeah, he's, uh, he's certainly adding goals. He seems to do me every single time. Okay, final fixture on Saturday is Man United versus Everton. Obviously, United both coming off of very good wins. Uh, Man United obviously coming off that 9-0. They managed to rest. I think Shaw came off at halftime and Cavani came off at halftime, so potentially suggesting both of those start the weekend. Um, And Everton obviously had a fantastic result away at Leeds with a 2-1 win with Calvert-Lewin scoring and Sigurdsson scoring. So again, a really, really good good fixture on paper and one that's very difficult to call um have you got a preference either way david um i think you have to look at man united although when i was writing up writing up my thoughts for this slate the biggest favorites on this slate who do you think they are spurs yes spurs 
Why? (laughs) Second biggest favourites are Man United and Chelsea. So, again, it's just weird. It's like, you know, Man United are a good team. They just won 9-0. But are are those odds based on recency bias more than anything else? Yeah. Everton, you know, now they've got all of their key pieces back. I expect Rodriguez to come back in. Um, But they looked good the other night. So, and I know they've been blown a bit hot and cold, but I just certainly don't have Man United as the second biggest favourites on the slate from a sort of a personal point of view. Um, I think this is a very even match. So, you know, I can't call it either way. I think you definitely sort of, you know, side with Man United, uh, but I expect it to be a tight match. Ancelotti's teams generally set out tight. There's, you know, there's... Unless they're playing sort of weak teams, there's never that many goals in the game. But um, on the, the United side, Cavani came off at halftime, as you said, I think, didn't he? Uh, yeah. I don't know whether Martial starts. You know, they, they've got options. And of course, they've got their cup game as well coming up in the week. So I don't know who they're going to sort of, you know, rest or play. I would expect Pogba to come back in. I think he was just yeah. on the bench purely because he's played every game for the last month. Um yeah, Rashford seems to start most games. Although, again, it depends how much faith Solskjaer's put in the cup. So, yeah. yeah. On the Everton side, you've got the three. Uh, Rodriguez, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who doesn't really have that much of a floor, but he's looking, for, he's starting to find the net again. Uh, Richarlison offers more of a base play. Um, a sort of sneaky base play in midfield, I'd say, is Andre Gomez. Um, if he starts... Well, of course, we're not going to know, but he potentially might start. And if he does, then he's shown to sort of, you know, very much like Thiago. He sort of runs at midfield, puts in, I think he put in five dribbles in the week. Um, but potentially a decent option. And Ding Dignity. Yeah. I can't pronounce any names. So. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one this one anyway. Yeah, certainly with Alan outside, I think Gomez has kind of taken over the minute. I think Alan's certainly definitely still injured. But yeah, I, I like the look of Cavalier in that against the you know back line of Maguire. I just don't rate Maguire at all. So I think Cavalier could get a little bit of success. But the one kind of player from United that's really impressed recently, Luke Shaw seems to just have, I think we mentioned it on this one or I mentioned it on my Patreon review podcast, one or the other. Um, he just seems to tell us being brought in has just made Luke Shaw just go right stuff this I'm not sitting on the bench I need to get better and he's got fitter he's got you know and everything about his game he was brought off at half time and I think he still racked up about a 40 point score um obviously got an assist got the win got the clean sheet which is 21 I think in the first half he, he racked up like an extra 16 points which is just with crosses and dribbles and all sorts so he is certainly one that I really like and against uh obviously I think Coleman's back in the side or it might be Godfrey or someone like that um Atlantis sure so here's my kind of one selection from that one okay Sunday like we've mentioned Spurs at home to West Brom I'm sure on the Sunday game week um going to be very very popular to go Spurs heavy and I don't know why I am avoiding this game like the plague. I don't particularly expect West Brom to beat us, but I certainly don't expect us really to beat them. And if we do, it will be by a lucky 1-0. Um, I can actually see 0-0 written all over this. Or a West Brom goal from a set piece possibly could come over as well. Um, anyone that watched it last night and watched it against Brian and watched it against the last two months, we are terrible. We have don't know what to do with the ball. As soon as we get the ball, it's just, oh my God, panic. We defend, but we can't defend because defenders are so bad. 
Son has been missing for the last two months. So I know there's all oh, he's just, you know, Son's the only one that can save you. He's been just as bad as the others. And Dombele, again, is the only one that held his head high with Hoybier, but he's not particularly, Hoybier doesn't particularly suit the Matrix. Bale's out of favour. Lucas is terrible. Lamella's terrible. Vinicius is terrible. I just don't know where we go. And if we win that game, honestly, it's not going to be by a lot. So my one big tip of the weekend is do not go heavy Spurs. Um, obviously, I would love to be wrong, but I really don't think I will be. Um, if we do win that game, it's going to be very a very, very tight goal because we certainly don't look creative. I mean, we've had about six shots on goal in that last three games or something stupid. And we genuinely made that game so easy for Chelsea. Um, David, from an outside perspective, are you thinking the same thing or is it still going to draw you in? Um, yeah, I don't know. The trouble is on the on the Sunday, it's very difficult because the Liverpool obviously are playing Man City, which we'll talk about in a minute. Chelsea are away against a sort of resurgent Sheffield United. So I don't necessarily think there's going to be loads of goals in that one. And then the last one is Leeds at home against Crystal Palace. So if you think about it in the context of the slate, Leeds are probably the sexiest team, but Crystal Palace is pretty sound defensively generally, although they're, you know, a little bit weaker recently. So where are we looking at for the goals? Leicester, I'm telling you, Leicester's the one to go. Well, yeah, but, you know, Wolves, again, look, you know, a little bit better defensively. Um so that sort of drag you back to the Spurs game. And so if you're playing just a Sunday slate, I do still expect Spurs to be heavily owned. You know, you get the team news. They are theoretically the biggest favourites on the slate. I'm personally probably not going down that route. I agree with you, Callum. They've just generally looked awful, I don't mm. I think the only player that sort of, you know, if you're playing the, the week-long slate, then the only player that I'd potentially plug in would be Tangi. Yeah, um, I think he just looks different class. He seems to, you know, he just shines every game. He looks like a beast. Um, but yeah, not a lot, not a lot else to add, really. No, I don't uh, yeah. think that Spurs are shooting enough to uh, warrant no. the West Brom goalkeeper. Exactly that. So no, I, yeah, and Dobele is the only one because he'll rack up twenty regardless with with dribbles. Um, hopefully, this sort of game should see him drop deeper which makes he scores better when he's deeper. Um, and does Bale come back in? I doubt it. I just would avoid it. I really, really would. I'd avoid that as much as you possibly can. Okay, Wolves v Leicester. For me, this is the standout of the Sunday. I just think Leicester away from home this year have been fantastic uh, on the counter, on the break, attacking football. They've got Madison, Barnes and, you know, Pereira and Justin and Fafana's out for a bit. So it'll be Soyonchu, um, Tielemans, Ianacho or Perez. They just, they're very, very good going forward and away from home. I think this is the sort of game that will suit them perfectly. They'll sit in their nice little shape and then they just break um, um, really, really well. And it's not a defensive tactic. It just seems to work for Leicester away from home. I think they've got, actually got the best away record in the league. Um, it's just their home record that's really letting them down. They seem to struggle. Like we said, Wolves have picked up slightly. I guess they've got that win now. Um, I wouldn't say it was still particularly convincing. So for me, this is one of those that I'm going to target um, quite heavily, I think, certainly on the Sunday game week. Do you see Leicester taking this? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I still think that Wolves have got enough floor players that, you know, I wouldn't play them in a lineup with Leicester players in that lineup. 
but I certainly, if you you know, if you fancy sort of uh, putting just a sprinkling of Leicester sort of, uh, of Wolves players in a single in a lineup, then I don't, wouldn't have a problem with that at all. I think the you know obviously Traore, although we're not going to know if he starts, but then Neto, Podence has looked you know a little bit off the pace since he came back, but before he got injured, he was looking like a beast. He was like dribbling five times a game as well. Um, uh, William uh, Jose. Jose um, I think he looks like quite a good striker and it really wouldn't surprise me if he starts scoring soon and starts scoring a few. Um, I don't think it'll be this game, but, you know, he's worth keeping an eye out for. Um, I prefer the fullbacks, uh, specifically, specifically Semedo, when they play in uh, with as wingbacks. Um, as a 4-4-2, generally they don't offer quite as much production. But I think against Arsenal, even without the clean sheet, you put up 15 or 16 points, yeah. so... You know, decent showing, but on the Leicester side, it does look like Vardy's going to be back, and it looks like Ndidi is going to be back. Um, in the the interview that um, Rogers gave, he said he's pretty confident that they're they're working outside and very confident for Wolves. Ndidi, although not a sexy piece, um, he's he, you know he's worth his weight in sort of tackles. He yeah. does put the dribbling, scores the odd goal, and whilst I probably wouldn't be playing him in gold, I'd definitely be considering him in bronze. Jamie Vardy, well, you know, if he's back, then he's definitely worth a punt, although he doesn't really offer a floor. Um, fullback wise, you know, you've got Pereira's looks looking progressively better. I think it will probably take him a bit of time, but you know, he was. A beast last season. Yeah, he scored. Um, he scored twenty four this weekend. Obviously, with a clean sheet and a win, so not a bad, not a bad little score. Exactly. But yeah, completely agree. Leicester are definitely a play. Mm. Yeah. No. Indeed, he makes them tick as well. So if he comes back, he, he makes them even better. Um, if Fardy comes back, David, does that reduce your likelihood of playing Tiedemans as off penalties, or are you still happy with his attacking returns regardless? Um. Well, it's sort of weird. If Vardy and Ndidi come back, then Ndidi tends to sit deeper and defensively and he can handle more. And it generally means that uh, Tillmans plays slightly further up the pitch and can offer more open play goals. So it sort of trades off against each other. In a perfect world, I'd rather Vardy didn't start and yeah. indeed he came back and that way you're getting the best of both worlds yeah no, I'd, I'd absolutely we'll agree we will indeed okay coming on to the well I would say the standout fixture but I actually think it's probably going to be fairly straightforward I would imagine um, Liverpool at home to Manchester City obviously two teams on completely different form Liverpool however obviously it's been pointed out do tend to do better in the bigger games but I just think Pep I just think Pet will be relish in this game. Um, they just look so comfortable, so composed. They can play anybody. They create chances. They don't concede chances, no matter who they're playing at the minute. And I think they've got, is it a seven-point lead at the top with a few games in hand or nine-point lead or something like that? Um, it's definitely, definitely their title to lose. And it would have to be a big old swing, uh, considering I think they've lost two games all season and they'd have to lose another three with everybody else winning all their games. So it certainly seems to be looking fairly as kind of wrapped up as it could be. Um, are you expecting a shock this weekend, David, or is that just your biased head on? Um, I'm not expecting a shock. I'm definitely expecting Liverpool win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in, in all seriousness, if Liverpool do well, I do well. 
and yeah. I will be backing Liverpool in this game. I've watched Liverpool enough times. Brave man. I've watched them enough times against Manchester City at home to know that we raise our game in the big games. Uh, we beat Tottenham last week, and whilst that's not necessarily... That's so, not a big game, David. <laughs> <laughs> we beat West Ham, one of the form team, um, a few days later. Although they weirdly looked sort of off the pace against us. But I think we're going to have Mane back. Um, hopefully, Alisson will be back in goal, although I don't mind Killerman at all. Uh, I think that... Um, I'll be playing in definitely in sort of the, the Sunday slate and probably a week long. I'll have quite a lot of Liverpool players and a lot, lot of Liverpool lineups. Um, but you're right. I think Man City are probably going to be the, the more heavily owned. I think we'll probably find some teams that are, are picking like Salah and then picking Man City players. And I think that's a mistake. But, um, you know, if they want to do that and there is a potential for this game to go off even though sort of Man City have looked defensively sound in these sort of big games, then, you know, often there has been goals between these two sides. It's not like Liverpool, Man United, where there tends to be sort of a low scoring drab affair. Um, but mm. yeah, stick. So take a side and stick to it. That's what I'd say. Yeah. I think they'll probably adapt Man City, certainly the way they play. Cause certainly recently they've been, Basically, Cancelo pretty much plays midfield. And then certainly the weekend they played, not the weekend, midweek, they played um, Laporte, Stones and Diaz. So then three pretty much played as a, a back three when they're attacking. Cancelo would move into midfield. And obviously it gives them the the um, the luxury of moving him back when they're defending. And then Zinchenko came on for Cancelo and did exactly the same thing and went and played in central midfield. So you'd imagine they'd probably adapt back again, um, probably to about four and go slightly more cautious. But... Man City will be happy to come out there for draw. So I probably, from my side, I think I'm just going to probably ignore that fixture and pretend it doesn't exist. Okay, Sheffield United versus Chelsea. Um, we have got, on paper, Chelsea on form, turning it around. Sheffield United also slightly better, obviously beat West Brom 2-1, even though that's not particularly anything impressive. Chelsea is purely, I guess, a case of lineup. Um, Alonso seems to have come back in left wing back, but does Chilwell come back in now? Not sure. Seems to be settled on this three at the back. Obviously, Thiago Silva went off injured last night, so it could be that Christensen comes back in there. Werner's still not hitting the ground running, but it looks like Hudson Odoi and Mount seem to be pretty much regulars now. So Matt was brilliant again last night and actually he's starting to impress me more and more that I watch him. And obviously Hudson Adoy is a very dangerous threat. So David, we're assuming here, aren't we, this one's going to be a very high owned game. Yeah, definitely from the Chelsea side. Um and I, I don't know whether Tuchel I mean he, for the last few games he's played the the wing backs and you know they've done pretty well. They drew against Wolves with a game which potentially they should have won and then they won and looked really good and then last night they won and looked pretty good against a pretty drab Tottenham side. Um, so, yeah, the problem with this one is that we don't know who's going to start. There are so many options and also the thing to bear in mind here, even if they do play like Mount, hudson Adoy. Then some of these players aren't guaranteed 90 minutes because they have so many options. 
you know, they've got a pretty fit squad at the moment. Like most of their play, I don't think they've got anybody major that's on the, you know, in the injury room. So, you know, people like Pulisic, Saic, um, all of these guys potentially could come in. We could see some rotation. I don't know. Are Chelsea still in the cup? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, yes, they are. They're away at Barnsley, I think. Okay, so th- that would impact it. So whether he's going to rest some of these guys, I was surprised. I thought that uh, Chilwell would start, even though I thought Alonso did a great job at the weekend. Uh, I just thought Chilwell offers more defensively. But, you know, that said, maybe he's going to bring in Chilwell in this one. You just don't know. And that that's the problem with this game. I, there's a lot of pieces I want to play on the Chelsea side because they've offered decent flaws. Even last night, away against Spurs, you know, I think Alonso had like four dribbles. Reese James looked brilliant down the right wing. Um, then, you know, as you said, Mount just looks like a beast. Werner, I keep playing him, even in this like, and he will come good, I promise you. You know, he, he, he just looks like he just needs a few goals and he's going to get them and this could be the game. Yeah. That's uh, it, he probably won't start now. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he didn't do a lot last night, actually. Um, obviously, he won the penalty, but that was only because of Eric Dyer is such a dick. So, yeah, um, I absolutely agree with you. That it's one that you want to target, but it's that lineup risk that you have got. Final game of the weekend, or the, the game week as such, is on Monday night, 8 o'clock, Leeds versus Crystal Palace. I like this game again. I like the Leeds play here, certainly. Um, the person that sticks out, obviously, as always, Rafinha is just an unbelievable football player. And again, he scored this weekend, a beautiful finish. Uh, Bamford laid it back to him, just strokes into the bottom corner. And I think he scored 41 with just the one goal. And obviously, they didn't win, which means he got a 20-odd floor from everything else in the game, which is pretty, pretty incredible. So Rafinha is definitely one that I'm going to be looking at for this um, this game. Obviously, Harrison also is doing a lot more recently, attacking contributions-wise. And obviously, Bamford, we know now it's not just a flash in the pan. He can actually score goals and he is going to do well in the Premier League. So I really like the Leeds play. Obviously, the only one on the opposite side. I think Zahar actually went off injured against Newcastle. So again, Palace with Zaha and without Zaha are two completely different teams. So it could open the door for Mateta to start potentially. Um, but obviously Ize is, is the one that is standing out from the Palace side if you were going to take the risk that way. Is Leeds one that is on your radar? Uh, Leeds, definitely, yeah. Crystal Palace, it does look like, though uh, we, we expect press conferences later today, so we're not 100% sure, but the it looks like Wilfred Zaha is going to be out. Um, he did go for the hamstring. And even though uh, Hodgson reckons he has amazing powers of recovery, I don't know whether you can recover from a hamstring, even a mild strain in two days, three days, or whatever. Um, and without him, generally they look weaker. Um, I expected um, Matata to start. Um and I had him in a few lineups, but obviously he didn't start. So maybe he comes in for Zaha. I don't know. But as you said, I think the only piece really I'd consider playing from this side, even against Leicester, even against sorry Leeds, who do tend to concede goals, would be um, Ezra. I can't see. I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. Townsend maybe if he starts. But again, this is the last game of the weekend, so we're not going to know. The Leeds side just looks so much more appealing, just because we. 
you know, we're pretty certain he's going to start. So we know it's going to be Bamford up top. Uh, Rafinha, every time I watch him, he just looks like a live wire. He looks brilliant. Um, and he has decent production to go with that. Harrison as well. You know, we know he can score goals. Um, depends who plays in midfield. It looks like Rodrigo is still going to be out, in which case, click. Um, definitely showing the ability to score goals. He can also assist. He's not really a dribbler, so he doesn't really have a floor, but he's quite capable of scoring. Um, yeah, even Luke Ayling at right back starting to look really good as well. You know, they just offer everything across the pitch, really. Yeah, they, they really have a nice play uh, this weekend. So, David, just in summary, if you kind of got one or two players that is going to be your kind of core base for all of your teams this weekend? Yeah, I think depending on which one you're going in, if you're looking at the Man United one's favourites, then a lot of people will, you know, auto lock in Fernandes, and I probably will in a couple of lineups as well, but I think Rashford, I don't know, every time I watch him, if he plays the full game, and I think he's more likely to play the full game, or that because they're playing a slightly tougher opposition than Southampton, then he just offered, like, he looks like uh, a different player this season from a dribbling point of view. He's sort of like taking players on left, right and centre and he can get the goals and he can get the assists and he's on some set pieces. You know, he just looks like a great play. Um, I think there's, you know, the games we've gone through, there's so many decent plays that trying to sort of nail it down. But I do like Rashford. Yeah, no, yeah, I think my play this weekend is I really like Leicester and I think it won't be, it's not too obvious to go for Leicester. So I think um, could be quite a nice differential picking a few of their less favourable players. Okay, David, thank you much for joining me as always. Good luck in the weekend contest and obviously we'll be back on Monday for, maybe Tuesday, one or the other for the FA Cup preview in midweek all the best and we'll speak to you next week